It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast. This is a mother and daughter musing of different metaphysical topics. Today, we're going to talk about understanding consciousness. So we're going to talk about different states of consciousness. So I am the daughter. My name is Kate Malian. I am an equine animal partnered coach and animal communicator. My mom has been involved with the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey for many years, So she's going to say hi now and introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Yes, I have uh, been the former director of the Metaphysical Center in New Jersey, and I'm currently just a volunteer on the board uh, helping to put together, for example, the, uh, the psychic fair they're holding this weekend. If you're interested, go to metaphysicalcenter.org just for information. Yeah, so my mom and I have our master's in spiritual psychology. We have been super interested in all different topics of esoteric, spiritual, metaphysical nature for a very long time. Um, I actually used to be an atheist and found my way into spirituality, in part really through my mom and her recommending Louise Hayes' work back in the day and the mind-body connection. And I even though I was always an atheist, um, I took a class on world religions in college that really shaped me, and I also took a class on the psychology of consciousness when I was studying abroad in London and absolutely loved it. And I really feel like many of the lightworkers on the planet, their mission, if, if you really talk to them, they say it's really to expand and grow and uplift consciousness. So we're going to talk about what that means today, but I think this is just going to be a good refresher for some who already know about different uh, states of consciousness. And then for those that maybe don't, this is a really great education, which she's done a lot of research on um, to share and has. Will you eventually have the ebook somewhere um, on the website? Yes, we will. Yeah, since, we, since the new board <clears throat> took over, uh, we've been trying to get a new webmaster to help us out and uh, get all the information about the Divas That Care and the podcast and the e-books that we've done for the past year. Uh, so it'll be fun to get that up and have that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a deeper dive on this information that you'll be able to access. But today we're going to do a short in like 30-minute overview of the different kind of states of consciousness and what that really means. And it's it's interesting because every time we do a podcast the week of – I have all these things that pop up that make me think about whatever our topic is. And so I've really been, like I had spiritual response therapy done to me this week, and I had, um, like I've been working with the harmonic egg, and there's a lot of these different modalities that actually bypass the conscious mind and go into the subconscious mind. So we're going to talk about, like, okay, what does that even mean? Why is it important? Um, and when you hear people say, like, oh, I'm here to raise consciousness, like, what does that mean, too? Why is that important? So let's start with, um, I know, Mom, you start to think about consciousness and the mind are different things. How do we understand, like, just the basic definitions of them to start? 
Yeah, uh, for me, that is is really a, <clears throat> a big piece of it. And yet, <clears throat> it, you know, scientists, theologians, um, philosophers, nobody has come up with, from my research anyway, nobody has come up with a definitive explanation for what those two terms mean. Um, you'll find many, many places to get the information. And so what I'm giving you today is my understanding of what this means based on what I've heard from many different places. And I think the place to start, in my point, is when you talk about the conscious mind. What is the mind? And for me, based on the metaphysical principles, the mind really, the way I describe it, is it's kind of the the workings of the consciousness. And by the consciousness, I'm talking about people call it God, some people call it the all, some people call it spirit. There's a lot of names given to the creator or the source of all that exists. And I happen to like the all <clears throat> because that is there is nothing outside of the all. So if we think of the all as being consciousness, that is conscious of everything. Consciousness means awareness. That's as simple as it is. And so when you think of the all's consciousness, it's awareness of of itself, of everything that has the potential to be, and of nothingness. So when you look at consciousness, that's like the umbrella. And then my understanding is that the mind is the expression of that consciousness. Now, in humans, that mind shows up in two different ways. There's something called the lower mind and the higher mind. So... I think what we're talking about for the most part when we're relating to the conscious, superconscious, and subconscious mind, we're really talking about um, all three of those, you know, I, I mean the two of them, the lower human mind and the higher mind. So did I try to confuse everybody, Kate? <laughs> well, I mean, like, this stuff can be heady for me. So I also think of it as, like, we have a brain in our gut, our heart, and our head brain, and that, you know, is a piece of where intelligence and like consciousness is I mean people it's so funny there was this movement at one point where everyone was talking about oh my gosh everything is so conscious like I had a website called conscious rockstar for a while because there was that element of you know how do you coach from a conscious place how do you how are you more conscious so break it down as to like you know obviously conscious is being awake but it's a little bit more than that right and unconscious is more than being asleep yeah, I guess you can use those two words for it. Um, it. Really, it is awareness. And so we have different levels of awareness. And so when you talk about the, because like Freud used the word the unconscious. In metaphysics, we, we talk about the subconscious. And there really is a very subtle difference between that there is no awareness. And subconscious means it's a very, very deep but critical part of our minds. And so... That's the part I think I would spend the most time on, on the subconscious, because that's the part that really controls. There's an analogy, I think we were talking about it, of, of an iceberg. You know, the conscious mind is like the, the 1% on the top of the iceberg, that which we see, and then there's the 99% of the iceberg under the water. And that's kind of what we're talking about here when we talk about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, because the subconscious mind really controls so many things that we are unaware of in our lives. Like what? Give me some examples. Okay. Well, like, for example, things that have happened to you as a child, you don't remember them. 
consciously. You're not aware of them. And so, but they are there. They happen to you. And the, the subconscious mind has, it's like being tuned to a radio station. If there's a, the, the conscious mind has a certain frequency that it picks up. And the subconscious mind has a different frequency. And so it's, it's almost like they use the example of a sponge in children. Uh, children up to about the age of seven are totally sponge-like. They hear everything, take everything in, and it does get stored, not in the conscious mind, but in the subconscious mind. So things that um, have happened to us, you know, that we didn't even think twice about. A teacher in school saying, oh, my God, I can't believe you will never be an artist in your life. Well, that sticks in our minds somewhere, and somewhere we develop a belief system. Oh, I can't draw. I'm not good at art, you know, or music or anything. We take stuff in that we don't even realize that we've, we've taken into what I'll call our psyche, and it's really into our subconscious mind. Yeah, so why do people use the word psyche? Like, is that, and does that represent everything? I mean, I guess the way I like to think of it is the conscious mind is what you're aware of. It's what you're thinking. It's what happens in your experiences, in your mind. And the unconscious is like, you're at, you're not awake at all, correct? And right. the conscious is what influences your life but you're not always aware of it. And sometimes you're aware of it, and there's lots of interesting, like, healing modalities that can help you become aware of it, which we'll talk about. But, like... Exactly. How do we integrate the subconscious mind then to the conscious mind? Like, how do... And, and is, there, is it important to do so? Oh, I think it's critical to do so. Um, because <laughs> we tend to make a lot of our decisions consciously at least we think that's what we're doing we'll decide to do something or not do something and really it's being controlled by that 99% of our mind that is the subconscious mind so we think oh I can't do something or I'm going to do something and it we don't really understand where that's coming from we'll just make a decision so if we can begin to work with our subconscious mind as you say you can do it through different healing modalities Another way to critically do with it is just do some internal um, self-analysis. You know, go through some uh, programs on your, on, either on your own or with others. Meditation is a perfect way to get through something like that. Just go in and do a little, you know, they call it self-hypnosis. You can use um, those subliminal tapes. You can do a lot of different things to actually bypass, because those things bypass the conscious mind and I think that's where we can begin to then tap into what's really in that 99% of the iceberg that's that's below our conscious mind. Yeah, so in the conscious mind, is that the monkey mind or is it a subconscious mind impacting that monkey mind? Uh, it's, it's actually the subconscious mind because what's coming up, we may be, it may be the conscious mind. If you're sitting in meditation and, you know, your mind is, oh, I've got to go do this and I've got to make sure I have time for that, that's the conscious mind because we have a, a to-do list and we're very aware of it. It's very conscious and so it's foremost in our, our mind, our brain. The subconscious mind also brings things up for us sometimes to look at it and it's for our, our, our benefit, but 
it's still getting in the way of what we think we're trying to do. And in fact, if we just took that and just said, oh, that's interesting, and I can let that go because I don't need that right now, it doesn't become an issue to have the monkey mind. It's something that we are involved with, but we don't get stuck in. I think that's what's important. One of the things I'd like to mention, Kate, is there something um, that I've always found fascinating. It's called organ language. And what happens is because the subconscious mind, totally um, like a sponge, it takes in everything. It has no ability to understand humor or understand um, things that, you know, words that are not, um, that we don't think about. We just are using. So, for example, and this was a personal example, I can remember so many times I'd say, oh, give me a break you know, something would happen and it was like, oh, just give me a break. And I fell and broke my thumb. (laughs) And the first thought that came into my mind when I did that is I have got to stop saying give me a break because the subconscious mind, the whole purpose of the subconscious mind is to manifest whatever the conscious mind wants. And so the conscious mind will send a message to the subconscious mind and it's the subconscious mind's job to make that happen. That's its job is to manifest our reality for us. So if you want to manifest what's in your conscious mind, you have to be thinking consciously. But if you want to just manifest what's in your subconscious mind, that's what's going to happen. It's going to do it either way. Uh, It doesn't matter. And so, you know, I think that was uh, what I called organ language was something that I found very, very practical because the subconscious mind will act on those words, even if it's not what you intended. You know, you didn't mean give me a break, really, but it happened. Are you saying organ language, like the organs in your body? Exactly. It's called organ. That's that's the term for it, organ, like an organ in your body. Because they think of the subconscious mind as an organ, even though it isn't. It's part of what's called the etheric body. It's the energy body. There is no such organ for it. Because people used to stand up in our master's program and say, oh, my God, I had this, like, negative thought about so has pneumonia, right? I'm picking up a, a random thing. And the professors would say you're not that powerful, right? And, like, the thing to remember is the mind is incredibly powerful. It creates our reality. Our perception of things completely can create a very... Like, you know, some people can look at the rain, someone was saying this the other day, can look at the rain and be like, yes, the rain, we need it, we need so much rain because there's a drought and we got to get rain and it feels good, I'm going to go dance in the rain, I love it, it's just water. And some people can look at the rain and be like, oh my gosh, this is so negative, I can't work, there's nothing I can do, and, you know, it's really a perception about the rain. But we didn't create the rain. (laughs) We can go into some woo-woo topics about how you can do rain dances and manifest rain 100%. You can change weather patterns. I just told a client that this morning. I said you can change the weather if you really, you know, need to shift it for your event this weekend. Let's focus on, like, praying and seeing if we can shift the weather. If it's for the highest good to still do this event, we can shift the weather. So I know that there's those pieces, but it's, you know, we're not creating everything all the time, so to speak. It's a weird thin line. Like, I mean – what are your what's your response to this? Because I don't think well, we're not I, powerful to like cause an issue immediately. But I also I agree know with that you. if we think about it constantly and you don't think about anything else, then you have a yes, you have a very high likelihood of creating something from that. Exactly. You know, I, I remember the example one time. If you 
uh, have to get from one place to another across a, a field of, you know, weeds. If you walk through once, by the time you get to the other side, nobody's going to even know that you walked on that path. But if you do it every day for a month, this is going to make a path. And that's exactly what we do with our neurons. We make a neurological path in our, it could be in the physical brains, either the, the enteric brain in your gut or the heart brain or the brain in your head, the cranial brain. But we are making neurological pathways the more unconsciously we think of something. So I wasn't consciously thinking, you know, give me a break, but I said it enough so that my subconscious took that as a request. Now, you can think of it as being, it's not. I'm not saying I could do it for other people, but I certainly had that pathway built up in my own psyche. And when you use the word psyche, that's another word for, for some people use it meaning soul, some people use it meaning mind, some people use it meaning spirit. It has a variety of different meanings. But psychologically, I use it, you know, for a psychological reason, psyche. I don't know. I mean, I get stuck sometimes in the language because I'm like, I don't think we can make these things mean different things. Like, I think if we start making, you know, things mean five or six different things, then how do we have any agreement on it? How do we do research? How do we have clarity? Like, we actually do need to define these things, in my opinion, which is why you and I got into a conversation before this around subconscious and unconscious. Because I think a lot of people use the word subconscious or the word unconscious is the same thing, right? Oh, that's stuck in the unconscious. You need to see what's down there to bring it to light so that you can actually work with it and heal it, right? Um, awareness is the first key. So I honestly think consciousness and awareness are very similar, right? And you could potentially use those words interchangeably. But technically, the unconscious and the subconscious, you really shouldn't be using them interchangeably, correct? They're separate There's things. a slight they are. There's a slight difference between the unconscious means literal no awareness. The subconscious does mean there is awareness that has been put there. As I said, it could be from a childhood teacher or a parent, something along the line that you've picked up. You know, it could even be from a past life. It doesn't necessarily have to have happened here. And those things are with us. That's in the subconscious. The unconscious is not that. Although there are, see, one thing I think we often forget, Kate, is that there are levels of everything. It's nothing is really black or white. It's not like there's one thing and this is what consciousness and this is what unconscious and this is what subconscious. It's not exactly like that. There are levels of everything. So there's a very um, fine difference, but there is a difference between unconscious and subconscious. Well, and of course, because even though someone may have told you, oh, you're just, you, you know, you're dumb, you can't play the sport, it doesn't mean that you necessarily believe that, right? You might actually have used that as a way to rebel or say, well, you told me I'm not good at this, so I'm going to actually make myself great at this, right? And that we see those stories many times of people rising up against what people told them, like, you'll never sell a book, you know, or you'll never, like Oprah was told certain stuff that did not become true, right? But she knew she was told that. Mm -hmm. And see, that's when it's in the subconscious so that the conscious mind still is connected very closely to the subconscious mind. And so if she can make that decision or anybody can make that decision, well, I'm, I'm not going to buy into that, that's because they brought it up to look at it in the conscious light. 
And once you can look at it consciously, you that's where you make your decision from intelligently, not just on something, you know, that happens to you. Right, because we're not, I mean, I guess the whole point is, like, there's so much around rescripting that can really change our reality. I think that's also really important, you know, to do is, like, oh, just because so-and-so believes that doesn't mean that I need to. Or I may have been told that, but how do I rescript it? I love what we were taught in our master's program around um, a little bit on NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and a, um, a decent amount kind of on psychosynthesis, like the parts of you that believe different things, how do you give them new jobs or new awarenesses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think those tools, those are, you know, these are the kind of tools that we got in spiritual psychology that I think really people would benefit from having um, an understanding of them and and practicing them, being able to use them. Absolutely. So you found things that you said, ways people can work with their subconscious. What would you say those are? Well, one of the things that people can use, um, you know, directly is if they go into their inner life, whatever you want to call it, um, and and mentally just make those things come 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 normal, come up for you, so that you can deal with them. Once you know what you're dealing with, then you're able to do things. That that's an example of working with the negativity or whatever's there. A very simple thing. Um, I know you, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Silver Mind Development, and they have a wonderful statement I've used many, many times. It's called cancel, cancel. And so if a negative thought comes to you um, or that you hear it from somebody else and you don't want it to come into your subconscious, right as soon as you hear it, you change it. You transform it by saying cancel, cancel. That doesn't allow it in. So the subconscious doesn't have to deal with it. You've already dealt with it on the conscious level. Once you've taken something in to your subconscious, it's very difficult to cancel something once it's in there. You really can't cancel it. So that's when you say, okay, what what frightens me in this situation? Or what don't I like about this situation? And you bring that up and look at it consciously. can then deal with whatever negativity. That's an important thing to do. I think it's all also really important for me, it, it is, because I try to bring spirituality into a lot of what I do because of the metaphysics. Um, I think we need to be um, very much aware of who we really are. <laughs> you know, we're not just, we've said it so many times, we're not just physical beings trying to have a spiritual experience. We're really spiritual beings. And we're here having a human experience in this lifetime. And I think if you are more aware of your divinity, then you're able to kind of see things from a different perspective that you might normally be able to. Um, one of the things I read in our courses that I, I'd forgotten all about it, it said, you can judge how far you've come in your evolution by the amount of hurts that you feel in your lifetime. The less we become hurt and offended by others, the more evolved we are. And you know that when you realize that you are a divine being. And these are other just human beings having experiences like you are. So I think it's important to be aware of that. Um, yeah, I, I think the whole thing in the subconscious around self-saboteurs, and like one of them is the victims, is the victim mindset. And it's like if you're telling yourself that story, I mean, I've recently been a victim and I don't subscribe to that archetype so to speak or language around it like technically okay like I'm not you know but I also feel like 
you know, who knows what blessings were actually meant to be in that situation, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's it's like if we can look at things, USM, our master's program, really was about neutrality, and right? So they had the whole Rumi's quote, out beyond ideas of right doing and wrongdoing, there's a field, I'll meet you there. And to me, like real consciousness is about being in neutrality around what happens in life, which is a high spiritual path, which we don't always get to. Mm-hmm. But the soul can look at, all, at it all as growth and be like, oh, this is all, I'm just in my curriculum, right? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to stay wounded, right? It can heal right. is a big piece of it. And bringing love, kindness, and compassion, like we can heal that hurt. Um, and then we can grow acceptance for it as like part of our path. And then the third is really, like one of the things I reason I became a coach and my first company was called Conscious Rockstar was like really because I wanted to help people make more conscious choices in the world. So mm-hmm. they weren't just living and reactive, which I know I did for a long time, but they're more in flow. They're more in, you know, I choose like getting up and setting an intention for the day and like I choose into um, experiencing this, right? My how Who I'm being while I'm doing which is mm-hmm. what the animals really teach. But that whole, like, I'm bringing consciousness to choosing this thought. I'm bringing consciousness to choosing this food, to choosing this person, to choosing this, whatever it may be, um, that there's really, it, we're not in that, the subconscious is very reactive, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, some people get really triggered by a boundary being crossed. Some people get really triggered when someone interrupts them. Some people get, you know, everyone has their own thing. Um, and so it's like noticing it and then not allowing the triggers to be there as much anymore is like a more free path. It's a more, um, it's, a, it's ultimately a happier path. So I think that's like really consciousness is one of the reasons I wanted to be a coach. And I came in at mm-hmm. a time when everyone was like doing like, con- there was a conscious dudes movement and there was, you know, conscious film and conscious media is what we always <laughs> called it. Like, you know, there was more consciousness to it, meaning like there was more intention or more choice to what we were actually doing rather than just like, like dealing with the insatiable ego, right? Which is right. just right. always going to be in better than or less than and superiority and inferiority, neither really feel good, <laughs> you know, rather than like coming into that of like equality and neutrality and you know love and kindness they're very different energies so I went off Mm -hmm. on a tangent there but I just get like you know the purpose (laughs) of all of this is so that we are more intentional we are more aware we are more awake I don't love the whole is someone woke I'm like I think of woke and all I hear is all I hear is an egg yolk I can't even hear the word woke it's just one of my weird things (laughs) so like I, I well, mean, woke is so kind of like, oh, you're woke, I'm not woke, then there's comparison, yeah. right? And it's not yeah. about who's woke and who's not woke. Like, I don't even love that. What I like is just, like, what what stage of awakening are you in, right? Which is why I mm-hmm. changed my horse business from equine rock star to awakening with equines because it's really not – it's not about um, – it's, it's really about the awakening process. And it is a process. It's a process till the day we die. Right, absolutely. I think one of the other things, you know, your thing that you mentioned is first thing when you get up in the morning, set your intention for how you want to be that day. You want to consciously make choices. I think another complementary to that is same thing at night. When you go to bed, I was brought up um, in my religion to something called an examination of conscience. 
but it's basically a daily review. You go through your day and you look at what went well, what did I do that I'm proud of, um, what are the things that I would like to change. So when I wake up tomorrow, I have a different perspective. I can do things in a different way than I've done them today. Um, so I think it's both. Start and end your day, you know, in a very conscious way when you're when you're going to sleep and when you're waking up, I think would be important. Yeah, we just have a few more minutes, but I'm curious, like, you also did some research on the superconscious. So what would you, and I think sometimes it's because I'm a psychology undergrad and a spiritual psychology master's, like, what we always heard, the id, the ego, and the superego, right? And you hear about all right. of that Freudian understanding, but, like, what is the superconscious? Like, what would, what is that? You know, another word for the superconscious, at least in the physical terms, is what is called the higher self. Remember I said the mind kind of has a lower mind and a higher mind. And the same thing is true of our, you know, ego and some people call it your soul, whatever. It's your higher self. It's the link that we have to our divine or universal mind. It's bigger than us. And it links the higher plane with actually, um, in metaphysics, there are seven planes of reality. We, we are very conscious of them, very aware of them, the, the physical, the um, emotional, and the mental planes. The next plane up from that is called the Buddhist plane, which is kind of the home of the masters uh, when you're studying metaphysics. So our higher self is able to tap in to that plane uh, when, we're, when we are doing things with our superconscious mind. So we want to walk, it's kind of like if you're in a state of meditation and you know you, you, you know when you've hit it, <laughs> you just, you feel this peace, this, this, you know, awe of being aware and, and very com- com- comfortable and confident. But when you're at, in your superconscious mind, you're always like that. It's not like you have to get there. You are walking that way. It's very difficult to do because we are so much in our ego and in our 3D reality. But that's what 5D reality is going to be, is walking in your superconscious mind all the time and operating from that point. Um, so it's, you know, and there's something called... So that whole raised yeah. consciousness is literally an actual raise into a higher dimension. Because for so long, we were all saying, oh, let's raise consciousness. I don't think anyone knows what are we raising it to. And part of you and I have talked in the past around vibrations, and we've talked about power versus force and the higher vibrational frequencies, but it is 5D, and we can get there. We, The more we practice, like, the easier it is. Like, I went to the stupa in Red Feather Lakes, Colorado yesterday and even just being in a place that's already heightened energy and like what sitting there with the Buddha and I don't subscribe to any one religion but I love I do love Buddhism and what it teaches I just felt it I felt it because other people had brought that energy into the space I felt it because I went into my heart and the peace was there and I felt it for hours afterwards and that really is like Mm -hmm. that's what we're supposed to be doing and is even just five minutes a day taking time to raise that consciousness so that we are more, you know, in the super consciousness. And then if we're in that space, Mom, does it displace the subconscious? Like, does the subconscious have less power or less voice or less yes. power? Like, how does that work? It, it, it doesn't, it never, as long as we're here in physical form, I think the subconscious mind is part of who we are because that's all the experiences that we had, as I said, in this lifetime or other lifetimes. But but as we begin to take control, and a little bit, that's why what mental mastery is all about. It's using the higher mind to control the lower mind. The lower mind, it's like a little kid. The little kid wants to do what they want to do, and it, 
and you know the parent has to step in and say okay but you can't eat that much chocolate right now <laughs> you're going to get sick and so the little kid has to learn and the same thing is true of our higher mind and our lower mind the lower mind just wants right what's in front of it and you you know and that we can't always do that and that's why sometimes we'll react because a lot of times the lower mind is coming from our gut brain that's the connection where it is and i think when that happens we really are just um we're in spur of the moment we're we're saying things we're doing things we're without thinking and that is very often coming from our subconscious mind whereas when we make conscious decisions it's usually very logical, very c- controlled, um, thought, in, thought out. And usually if it's connected with the heart, then it's also going to be compassionate as well. And we could talk about this. It feels like forever. I know. It goes on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there'll be a great handout that I um, am going to give to the Metaphysical Center to post on their website. So you can go there anytime and check it out. Um, I'm not sure when it'll go up, but all of the podcasts we've done for Divas That Care, um, along with the the books, our mothers or daughters that we just were in, all of the things that Divas That Care have um, put forth, you know, in printed or, or form like media form, we will have on the website so people can access them in the future. Awesome. Yeah. So metaphysicalcenter.org. People are happy to check me out on katenelligan.com. I will also have links to all the podcasts there in the very near future. And I'm just going to talk about this. I mean, I remember I was in awe when we, when I learned it in college and psychology of consciousness. And I'm like, I still feel like there's so much stuff I need reminders of. And, and really truly like as a, as a coach or as a therapist or as a practitioner to like, remember Oh, yeah, like this person's subconscious is really what's acting out right now. Can I have compassion mm-hmm. for that? Can I work with that? Can I speak directly to that? You know, what does that need and how do we shape it and, and step into, I mean, for me, a lot of my work is bringing people to the present moment because that's really where your power and your presence is. And the horses are so great at getting people present because of their size. But then from there, it's like, you know, and I've experienced this with my goats, the intention to be in more 5D or higher vibrations or to raise consciousness to the superconscious and then to be in that space is just so powerful. I think it's really where we're headed. And, um, yeah, there's so much there. So thank you for putting the research <laughs> together, Mom, and being here as yep. always. And, um, there's lots of other great podcasts on the Divas That Care Network for people to check out, and we will get yeah. – um, this one out and if there's any topic that anyone's listening and wants to hear my mom and I discuss um, pick her brain about I have a lot of friends that always want to talk to you mom about different topics we would be happy to hear suggestions if you want to leave comments or send us notes um, or emails to those websites we would love to hear any topics you might want to suggest as well so um, I hope that people will check out more information on this and also just remember like what you're thinking may need to be examined in a really loving way, compassionate way, and then to really understand that you have different parts of you that are speaking and working and operating and to really choose wisely through intention so that you create the reality you most want to have and really start with your thinking. And Mm -hmm. also know that's obviously very connected to your emotions. That could be a, a, we should do it on just emotional intelligence. The whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, but ultimately, like, you know, take dominion of your consciousness. um, And really the first step here is understanding it. So I'm glad we got to do a little bit of education today. 
Thank you to all who are listening. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.